Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Beat me up on the mamas of all mama shit. Hey, I'm looking through my telescope and I see a mothership. Is that you? Beam me up. Hey, DA, I'm thirsty, man. Can you beam me up for a cold one? Hey, DA, what's going on, baby? Stop me off and beam me up. DA wants the silly Oh, permission to get in that mothership. Is my window seat still available? Beam me up. What's going on, DA? Hey, man, I need you to do me a huge favor. My co-worker's a jerk. Oh, just beam me up, man. Get beamed up. Everyone else has. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, you're so close to actually having DA here. He's back on Monday. Two more hours of me, Bogish, EJ, Betcher, Boyle, Intern Anna, Pete the Body Bilotti steps into the studio later this hour. John Paul Morosi, MLB Network's on the show. In our final hour, of course, is a Target Demo Friday meme. It is out at CBS Sports Radio. We've all, I think, retweeted it by now. It is a picture of Sean, a confused King Pete, there is a identity-hidden co-worker who came to his interview yesterday in a tuxedo, and there is Ryan Betcher, who is not hiding today's interview schedule because he's already in his shirt and tie and jacket. There are upwards of 30 people right now getting face-to-face chats with the hierarchy, with Pete and his cronies, uh, about being the next Sean. So... Congrats and you know to making the initial cut and good luck having to figure out a room that's led by Pete Blotti. That is a task that I don't know how a regular human does. And that is continues to be the reviews. Is I don't know if it was good or bad because Pete gave me nothing. And that's exactly the way Pete wants it. Stone face, no emotion, just eye contact, nods, judging your wardrobe. Yeah, don't your don't ever think you're getting uh, the code to the safe from uh, from Pete Bellotti. Nope, he holds his cards mm-hmm. about as tightly to the chest as you could. Yep. Let us begin this hour with maybe the most popular topic. This is like the third or fourth day we've had to discuss this just this week, and that is the plight of NFL running backs. Um, they are a huddled mass. The Statue of Liberty welcomes them to New York City. They they need our help. And Saquon Barkley had a chance to get some of that help and then kind of punted, pun intended, um, uh, on that effort. He was maybe not going to show up for training camp, maybe not play games, continue to hold out of the regular season. And instead, all of a sudden, I guess that was Tuesday morning, he had signed a revised franchise tag tender. He can make as much as $11 million, gets two mil right away, did not get the one thing that he could have fought for at this point, and that was taking away the ability of the Giants to tag him again next offseason. He couldn't even, with his agents, negotiate that. So he showed up on Tuesday kind of out of nowhere, and we got an interesting explanation from Saquon yesterday. Here he is telling us why 
he didn't even miss a second of training camp. Say if the, the New York football giants and I sat out and we didn't have a good record, you think that's going to make another team in free agency or the Giants want to have me come back the next year after I sat out, sat out a whole year and be like, oh, we want to give you $15 million a year now. Like, I don't think, I don't think that's how it's going to work. So this is the epiphany, that's, and that's the word he used yesterday. He had an epiphany. He was thinking about sitting out all the way into the regular season. Remember, we played the clip of him um, from, I guess it's now 10 days or so ago, maybe even longer than that, a podcast taped before he and the Giants officially went past the deadline for a multi-year extension. A couple of curses bleeped out. I could sit out. That's my leverage, not play games. And he says he was considering that up until Monday, of this week, Monday night, Tuesday morning, and realized he was going to accomplish nothing and then just basically gave up the fight and went back to work. Didn't even nominally have a holdout to send any kind of message, to have any kind of stance. He just, he signed, he got a $900,000 bump, some money up front, and really nothing of significance. It was basically a shutout victory for the Giants and another tough loss for running backs. I, I don't know exactly what Saquon could have won here the time really to to start a fight and maybe when he had more leverage was before Daniel Jones has signed his big deal with the Giants maybe Saquon you know we you never know where these whispers and rumors come from but then he seemed to confirm it yesterday that there was the possibility of signing the contract that I kept throwing out there a two-year deal that guaranteed him the two franchise tag values 10.1 10.1 this year and 12.1 next year. So right around then, and, and he didn't do that either. At least that would have given him multiple years security. I mean, that would have given him something. It would have looked like some kind of victory, but there was no victory in what he chose to do yesterday. And, you know, his agents along the way, and he's added agents, and they seem to have dropped the ball. And again, I know that the, an ultimate victory was not there, but boy, I just, I thought there'd be go through the motions of a fight a little longer before just showing up and taking what you're going to get anyway. No, and and you know what? And, and I think this is Saquon finally realizing that he and his team made a massive mistake last year when the Giants offered him a multi-year contract extension during the season. He said no. They offered him again in the offseason. He said no. They said, all right, it's off the table now. Now you're going to get franchise tagged. You're going to play for 10.1 or whatever it is, million dollars this year. And, you know, you're probably going to play for 11 or $12 million, whatever the franchise tag is again next year. Um, so he had a chance to lock up close to that combined $22 million guaranteed money. He chose not to do it. And you, he has seen his peers all around him, Dalvin Cook, uh, you know, four straight Pro Bowls, along with some of the best running backs in the game, Josh Jacobs, not get contract extensions you we can go on for days about this whether how fair or unfair the current running back market is it is the reality of the situation when a Super Bowl winning team like the Kansas City Chiefs can put out a seventh round draft pick and Isaiah Pacheco as their you know main running back and get great production out of him that kind of ruins it for the rest of the running back class now uh, you know, again, is this something that maybe gets worked into a, a future collective bargaining agreement whereas you get much more, you know, richer incentives in the contracts and, you know, for goals attained? Like if Saquon rushes for another 1,100, 1,200 yards this year, 
will he in the future maybe will he get an extra th- two or three million dollars? I'm on the I'm on the table for that. I'm all in for that. But you know, this seemed like it was the last grasping of of straws here. And once Josh Jacobs and who was it, Nick Chubb? Or whoever, whoever the running back that says there's nothing we can do. Yeah, it was Chubb. Once you say that, you're pretty much screwed. So I think his his team finally told him, hey, look, man, you can hold out here. Uh, it's really not going to help your cause a whole lot because nobody else around you is getting paid. So Saquon, who cares so much about his image and cares so much about being a team guy and the way that that portrays and wanting to do all the right things, <laughs> to be honest, look, I don't blame him for for ending this early right as training camp started. I thought we were going to get a little bit more of a holdout from him. Yeah. No, he kind of folded very, very. It's like the the Giants front office pushed all their chips into the middle and said, you want to play hardball, man? You're playing under the tag or go ahead and pull a Le'Veon Bell. And he said, uh, yeah, you know what? I fold. I'll and take I'm not, the $10 million. Right, and I'm not even the training camp sucks for two the first two weeks. I'm going to stay home for now and come in when it gets a little bit lighter. I mean, at least Josh Jacobs is not there in Vegas. He's not going to win either. He's eventually going to have to do this or take the full swing of missing games. I still think that's not happening. But at least he's not there now. And at least... I. I don't even know what the right word is. It's not like strength or fortitude, but at least he's going through the motions of being pissed off and not just going back there and signing what's basically on the table. And the the 900K extra that Saquon can get is going to require a really good season, which is probably also, again, worth more than 900K, but that's the only thing he could squeeze out of the Giants in this scenario. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it's the reality of the situation. It, it is what it is. Um, and until, like I said, maybe if there's a change in the collective bargaining agreement or if Saquon can prove this year that he is that talented and that productive and that healthy, again, that's the main thing. Right. That's, you know, maybe if Saquon hasn't, you know, didn't suffer a season-long-ending injury two years ago and also have a couple of other minor bumps in the road with injuries – Maybe it makes it a little bit more of a persuasive argument that, okay, this guy should get paid. Dalvin Cook's played basically four straight years of 15 games or more and can't get paid then. Uh, so, again, that's that's what we're looking, we're looking at with the running back market. I don't see any reason why the Giants wouldn't franchise tag him again next year. Right. Um, at least, hey, at least you can consider it like this. This year, next year, if Saquon plays and gets franchise tagged, hey, two years, $22 million fully guaranteed, man. <laughs> you know that that's that's about all you can ask for nowadays. Yeah, and it's just, I I've got as I've been saying all week. If they're coming to this show for sympathy, they're I'm the only guy they got running back wise because Da could not care less. He's got nothing for them. Just play. It is what it is. Something's got to give here. But the idea of tweaking the CBA or reconfiguring stuff takes us to the other headline the last, I don't know, 36 hours, and Jim Irsay first calling these uh, items inappropriate, these conversations inappropriate, saying the agents are pushing bad faith arguments uh, on their clients and through their clients about the NFL. And, of course, that immediately connects to Jonathan Taylor, who's the next real, he's the next guy after the Jacobs slash Barkley year here. Taylor needs a new deal soon, too. And there are some who think he's better than those two guys. Two years ago, he was fantastic. Last year, he had a bum ankle. So immediately, people thought that Ursay was talking specifically about Jonathan Taylor. Taylor's agent got pretty chippy on Twitter, 
saying that it's bad faith to not pay your best players. And then I think it was Ian Rappaport quote tweeted that initial tweet from Taylor's agent with, can they ever fix this relationship? And the agent wrote back, no. So like it's, so then we had Ursay yesterday going, I wasn't really talking about Jonathan, but he was because they've got him. They're going to make this same decision in the near future. And either way, if Taylor's got a bum, whatever again this year, and it limits his production, they'll hold that against him. Or if he goes off again, they're not going to pay him because he had two elite years the last three. So he's going to lose here too. So Jim Irsay can try to walk this back, but we know exactly what he was talking about. And what he was saying is that we've got a number for Jonathan Taylor and it's going to be a low number. And he's going to be angry just like Barkley and Josh Jacobs are right now. What what blows my mind is why Jim Irsay continues to step in front of a microphone well, as often as he does. Because there's nobody to stop him. <laughs> there's nobody. I mean, I mean, there's nobody to stop him. He's completely an unchecked power. I guess his daughters are involved to a certain extent running things, but no one's going to stand next to him and walk him away from. I mean, he, the first part of this was a tweet. So what are you going to do? Take a, take his phone away from him? Put on some like triple factor authentication where he can't log in on his own. And he needs, like, his daughter's <laughs> fingerprint to send any tweet out. The first thing was just a tweet. He could have been sitting on the toilet sending out that tweet, calling it inappropriate and bad faith arguments. I still can't get mad at Jim or say maybe I've given him too much rope, but he was the first owner to come on and say, look, Dan Snyder, you may have dirt on me. I don't care. Bring it. I think you should be gone. Like, I, I know he's done a lot of other questionable things, before he's done a lot of questionable things since yeah. but that move still went a long way for me to where I, I can't get on the bash Jim Mercy train just right now. Well, I, I just sure I get that. And I, thankfully, somebody said something eventually about Dan Snyder. It all might have been, you know, too little too late to a certain extent. But just don't walk this back. Same thing to Sean Payton. I don't want to hear Sean Payton today or over the weekend start walking back Nathaniel Hackett takedown. Just stand by it. Live by it. And Jim Irsay was talking about all the running backs, but he was certainly talking about the guy that he's about to not pay market value in the near future. Because there's no way they're giving Jonathan Taylor a deal that changes the market again. They'd be they'd be dumb to. So they're gonna do. They're gonna have the same fight, the same thing, the same franchise tag conversations. Maybe Jonathan Taylor signs what the Giants offered Saquon Barkley, something that's really a two-year deal for two franchise tag values. But that's best case scenario, and I think that's the problem for me here is that as a person who thinks there needs to be some kind of, you know, this has to rectify and, and fix itself somehow. I don't know how. I don't know how to do it because teams are going to cling to this as long as possible, that this is the number, this is the value, and running backs have been picked to be the whipping boy. Mm -hmm. I pay you B because then I can pay everybody else to make all these mistakes, pay my third wide receiver too much money, eat dead money on the defensive end that I released. I spent on a cornerback. That didn't work. My frontline quarterback sucks. It'll let them going after running backs like this, limiting the market like this, allows them to make other mistakes so they're never going to change it. Well, the problem is running back is probably the only position in the NFL where teams have deemed that your first five to seven years is your prime and is the cost-controlled years for these players. So the only way that this ever gets changed 
is with a CBA that gets rid of the rookie wage sale. Because at the end of the day, like, these guys are making essentially the most money they probably can make, with the exception of quite a few, basically McCaffrey and Henry, only other guys. Yeah. Um, because of that, like, they they don't have any negotiating leverage, at least when you didn't have the rookie wage scale. These guys say, hey, this is you're getting a you're not getting a rookie. You're getting a guy who's in his prime and therefore should be paid at a certain level. Until that happens, this is where we're going to be. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227 is the phone number. Twitter is open at CBS Sports Radio, at Andrew Bogish. Um, I just realized how bad of a host I was last hour. We had a caller on the air. Our good friend Jeff in Pittsburgh wanted to update his status in the um, Sean replacement search, and I completely spaced and didn't and forgot to get to him when we finished our thoughts. So I apologize to Jeff. Nice job, folks. Yeah. Uh, if Jeff has more time this morning and wants to call back in, we'll put him right to the front of the line. When we come back, though, Dak Prescott now finally talks about how many picks Dak Prescott will throw next season, plus Pete, plus stunned to a news. And I believe it's a doozy, so don't go anywhere. Mm. It's the DA Show on CBS. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio. Home of the signature lukewarm churro. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to the DA Show on this Friday morning, nearing the finish line of the week. Hope you're having a great Friday so far. Have a great weekend planned. Of course, the Target Demo Friday meme is out at CBS Sports Radio. At Andrew Bogus, reply to it with uh, where you're listening, how you're listening, and the question of the show, who should replace Sean as Pete's new best friend? If you remember, maybe 10 days ago, a week ago, Dak Prescott was speaking at a camp and said he was going to throw fewer tipped interceptions in this coming season. And a reporter on hand thought Dak had said, I'm going to throw fewer than 10 interceptions this year. And uh, that went everywhere for like 24 hours, a pretty bold declaration from a guy who seemed to collect interceptions 
at a bad pace last year. The Cowboys went as far as issuing a statement to correct the record, and the record was corrected that the reporter misheard the statement. But now we actually do have Dak a week later giving us a prediction on his INT totals for the coming season. Yesterday's tough. Today, as I said, it was 50-50. Maybe the ball maybe gave them a little bit more percentage, I guess. Um, but but that's part of it. Um, I'm not going to stop being aggressive. Uh, Ten or tipped, whatever whatever you say it is. Um, I am going to lessen my interception numbers. I am going to lessen my interception numbers. Uh, that is a guaranteed. All right. We all chuckle. Good job out of Dak. And he better. I mean, of, of things that don't need to be said out loud, that is absolutely one of them because that's one of the main problems. And it was also a, an absurd number that were returned for touchdowns, too, if I'm remembering correctly, right? And bad three? And, yeah, and bad, time, bad times for interceptions. He was in a rut in that position. And it got a little bit better, if I'm remembering correctly, as the year went on. But it was a problem for Dak. And if they're ever going to be as good as Jerry keeps telling us they can be, and the head coach tells us, whoever the head coach is at the given time, and Dak has professed, professed it now, one of the things they've got to do is have him protect the football better and be smart and let himself be dynamic, run with it, throw with it, let C.D. Lamb and others make some plays. So there we have it. So now we do, after a back and forth of a week or so, we do have Dak declaring smartly, correctly, uh, that he's going to protect the football better for this coming season. All right, we have a main surprise guest later this hour. Here's our first surprise guest, the undercard, so to speak, at the moment. I'm sorry. Uh, He has asked out of his regular duties to focus completely on interviewing for his new best friend. The one and only Pete, the body Bilotti. Big job. Has joined us. He is being handed gifts for arriving by EJ. (laughs) He is still wearing his pre-game warm-ups, his pre-interview shorts. Right. The khakis are oh, on a hanger at his desk. 400 degrees outside. I'm not going to wear uh, long pants. Fair, 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 fair. Um, without asking any specifics, just a general question. How are you doing in the search? I'm fine. Okay. I'm fine. You're holding up physically and mentally? Yes, I'm, I'm trying to... Uh, well, well it's, we're talking to a lot of people. So right. it's just, you know, yesterday was a long day. We're going to have another one today. And... Uh, and hopefully we'll get this wrapped up at some point. Do you have the same questions for everybody, or are you giving kind of personalized based on the early portions of the of the conversations? Uh, I'm changing it up, changing okay. it, I changed it up a, a lot yesterday. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I have a general thought of what I want to do. Are you doing NFL combine tricks, like trying to anger somebody into an answer, or no. making them play tic tac toe, or something to see how no. competitive they are? No, no, not at all. Okay, I, why, why would I want to do that? Now, you're here not for that at the moment. You are here because there's been a pretty strong reaction positively to uh, our brainchild this week. Began with Pete hates. You downgraded (laughs) that to Pete versus. It's like a hurricane. Right. Um, Just your, you know, whatever's bothering you inexplicably for that day. And this kind of goes back to earlier this month. When you let loose out of nowhere on one Joey Votto. That's right. Now, Votto was back in the news yesterday because he went after who I think is one of your favorite people in the business. Oh, yes. But he did so in a way that you actually might appreciate. So for those who missed it yesterday, haven't heard it, 
maybe Pete's heard it by now. This is Joey Votto versus Chris Mad Dog Russo on MLB Network. A couple yeah. of months ago, you said that Zach Greinke and I are a hall of very good ballplayers. I think Zach and I would agree. You may be right. But I get the gist of what's going on here. I know what you're doing. You're looking down on us. A couple small market Midwest ball players. Just because we're not big city, just like you. Mr. New York City, Sirius XM radio star. Mr. National Television, ESPN star. With your Fifth Avenue ties and your crisp pocket squares, your tailored suits and your polished shoes, and your hair, your perfectly coiffed Broadway hair. Must be nice to sit atop that Madison Avenue ivory tower looking down on us with those luscious locks. Not everyone can be the next Roger Peckinpah, Mad Dog. You should be ashamed of yourself. You're a disgrace. <laughs> All right, so the question now, Pete the Body Bilotti. Yes. I feel like that's almost Votto asking for your forgiveness and your acceptance <laughs> here going down well, the well, wrestling road. It was a good promo. I, I have to admit, it was a good promo. I, um, I don't know where he gets that Mad Dog has... Uh, Perfectly quaffed hair, right? Because he's nowhere near that. But everything else was true. He had a nice tailored suit. He had a po- he had yes. a little pocket square. Yes. Everything else was actually maybe he thinks dog's got nice hair. Votto's got no hair. Yeah, I, I, I I'm pretty impressed. I'm pretty impressed with that promo. Uh, that's someone that's a fan, right? Now EJ declared that a baby face move. Is that true? That's a, definitely a baby face. Move. Okay. That 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 is uh, getting in the that's. Using a promo and getting into the good graces right. of, of the fans. Okay, so has it moved the needle? Is there any more allowance on your behalf for Joey Votto? That's fine. I, he's still he's still a in the hall very good for me. Right. You know, he's not exactly uh, someone I'm going to uh, leap over the big red machine for. Of course. Uh, so, so, uh, it, Could you leap over a big red stoop for him or a curb? Uh, maybe a curb. Okay. Stoop now, you're getting That's into that. dangerous territory. Yeah, but well, yeah, it's all right. All right, I'll, I'll take my resentment back a little bit. Okay, toward, toward Joey Votto. Okay, but he's still not a Hall of Fame player. <laughs> no, that's fine. And again, this began yesterday, and then it began weeks ago. I I think it was the day where it was Sean and I were hosting, and Schwartz was on updates, and it was the day where Schwartz his first update copied. The first half hour of the show is if he was not listening, so right. he played the same Votto clip again. And, if, and we heard that update in the, four, in the fourth hour. As well. And also, too, there is a flip. There's a <laughs> there's like a boomerang. It comes back to get <laughs> you at the right. end of the show. In case you missed it. Right. <laughs> and you maybe were more angry at Schwartz, but Votto became your target. Well, it was like, no, it's like the guy was was the best baseball player we ever seen. I mean, the guy hit a home run. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Great. Right. 1-800-GAMBLU. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. He he's okay. He's an okay player. The guy the guy is is always hurt the last few years. True. You know, like I, he's a good for he's good for Cincinnati if it, if they love him fine. But I mean, all right. He hit a home run. Right. Let's move on. But if again he's a wrestling fan, then we can be a little uh, bit that nicer. That gets some brownie points. All right. That does because that, that that, and uh, maybe paying for Pete's windshield would have gotten him into the Hall oh, of Fame. That's wow. right. Or finding, or finding I mean, Paul, uh, Paul Rudd. Rudd. There you if, go. If, if he found Paul Rudd. He's in the Hall? He's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> he, might, he might just induct him by himself one year. Wow. It's, you know, based on the tuxedo of yesterday by an unnamed co-worker, 
It sounds like people are listening to the show for clues and tips on wooing Pete and others and winning this job. Another thing I'd put out there, if you really wanted to impress somebody, if you could if you could deliver Paul Rudd, that's got to go a long way in that interview room. If you can walk in and go, here's Paul Rudd's agent, his marketing rep, I got a number, Paul remembers the incident with Pete's windshield, he's willing to come on. If you can bring that to the table, that's certainly not going to uh, hurt th- your cause. It's very important. It's very important because uh, the guy that was in there before mm. should have did it. I mean that that was a prime that was a prime spot for that oh, yeah. for that yes, man to do it, but uh, of course he was doing something else. So he wasn't. He, and he met him, so it didn't it didn't really matter. Right, he got what he needed out of that right. situation. He, right, he might as well have taken a picture by my windshield. And um, I'm pretty sure when it was brought to his attention that he should have efforted Paul Rudd. His answer was, why would I have done that? <laughs> right, right. Like you're a producer. Or, or how would I do that? <laughs> right. It was also like, oh, well, Pick there's... Pick up the phone. Yeah, Google. <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe text somebody right next to the food apps. You know, maybe send someone a text. The only worst question on the show was yesterday, Caserta asking how Travis and Jason Kelsey are related as brothers. It was a rhetorical question, but it was delivered straight. So, of course, I just jumped in and said, well, they have the same parents. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we would think. Yeah, the, the traditional <laughs> way they're brothers, yeah. <laughs> unless, unless UFOs have a different way of doing it. Uh, Pete, if you're, not, if you're not that busy, if you want to stay, because there are, I think, brothers involved in Stun to a News. Oh, yeah. Which is coming sure. up here shortly sure. after headlines from Boyle. All right, he's locked in. That, that's a that's a yes from Pete. He's I'm here. I'm now. here. We're my crispy roll. We still have these 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 food items in here from DA's uh... crispy roll. Yeah. Well, this is the only one I think that wasn't um, a plant. The other ones were fish and crab oh, chips. They were terrible. Horrible. Fish chips. He went to like an Asian market and brought the the. Um, I'll say unique, not worst, but they were the worst. Oh, the worst. The, the the unique chips that are eaten in certain areas of the world. The crab flavored. There was a shrimp one. They were horrible. Right. And then I asked a certain chip company to do something on the other end of that, and uh, they didn't get back to me because uh, I don't <laughs> exist. So, uh, Pat, take it away. Okay, puts. I almost gagged. Why don't we start with NFL news? Some juicy sound bites here. I mean, you know, we're a few days from August. So, the big one from yesterday afternoon, Joe Burrow. Carted off the field in Bengals practice with a non-contact injury. It appears it is only a strained calf, but Burrow will be on the shelf for a few weeks. Head coach Zach Taylor spoke to reporters afterwards and confirmed that Burrow has a calf injury and also said, uh, yeah, no message to the team after watching their star QB get carted off. This is football. Guys go down with an injury that maybe is a day thing. Who knows? Um, so we, we don't we don't message the team after every single person goes down. There's, there's a lot of guys that had soreness today. Um, that, that reps cut down a little bit. So that's just part of playing football and training. Not, not, it's not every single person going down. It's your franchise quarterback. I love it because a lot of guys had soreness today. Yeah, your star quarterback got carted off the field it's after not, limping. It's not the punter. I mean, no offense to the punters in the <laughs> NFL, but I mean, come on. Third straight year, by the way, Burrow was injured during training camp. So maybe that's good luck for the Bengals, considering how they've done the postseason the last two years. Uh, recovering from the torn ACL and MCL two years ago. Remember last year he ruptured his appendix. Uh, this year, the calf. We talked earlier in the show about Broncos head coach Sean Payton's comments in the exclusive USA Today interview where he eviscerated Nathaniel Hackett. 
everybody who was responsible for the Broncos' failures last year while also ripping the Jets because Hackett's the OC there now, Aaron Rodgers, and how they quote-unquote won the offseason. Well, here's what head coach for the Jets, Robert Sala, had to say about that. I'm not going to acknowledge Sean on that. Is he, you know, he's been in the league a while. He can say whatever the hell he wants. But, but as far as, you know, what we have going on here, it's, you know, the, I kind of live by saying, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. So hate away. You know, it's uh, obviously we're doing something right if you got to talk about us when we don't play you till week four. And I'm good with it. And it was actually week five. He got that wrong. Okay. They play the Chiefs week four. They play the Eagles week six. So a nice little Broncos game sandwiched in between there. Now that has a whole lot more juice to it. So it got annoying, but all gas, no brakes worked. And it flowed. What did he just say? If you ain't got no, no haters, haters, you ain't, ain't popping. Is that somebody else's line? I would. The, what I think of is, uh, I believe it's Young Jeezy. Big bleep popping, little bleep something. Okay. I don't remember the words. Which we can't. Clearly. We be be popping. That, that was what uh, our the former person in there said. We be be popping, and that's actually Ti. Excuse me. That's okay. Not, well, and the, 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 the it comes from a uh, French Montana song. Okay. I put got, that one. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. I'd put that one away if I was Robert Sella, or I'd work on my delivery of the line. It's just oh, I liked it. It's not T-shirt material. No, I don't no, worry I about it. Win some games. <laughs> Let's start there, Robert Sala. because <laughs> if if we go back in time to. What I wanted from this Jet team, we got one half of it, and that's a quarterback. Now let's get the second half, and either he steps up his game or get another coach. And that is Pete versus that's right. Robert Sala. <laughs> Back to you, Pat. Finally, Brock Purdy was medically cleared to return from his torn UCL injury that he suffered in the NFC Championship loss to the Eagles, so he began training camp this week 100%, took all of the first-team reps yesterday, but Mr. Irrelevant, if you you know still want to call him that, didn't get drilled to death with that nickname last year, said he has still not had any conversations with Coach Kyle Shanahan about starting week one. No, we haven't had any you know kind of conversation like that. It's, hey, how can I be great today at practice? Let's get these reps. Let's get the mental reps, um, and let's continue to grow. You know, Obviously, what we put on tape last year was great and all, um, but there's still a lot of, of areas where I have to grow and get better and stuff, so... Um, that's just where we're at. We're not trying to get too far ahead of ourselves. Over to baseball. It was well, almost 24 hours ago at this point because they played a doubleheader yesterday, but still a historic day from Shohei Otani. He had the first Major League Baseball shutout of the year. Yeah, it was a one-hitter in a 6 nothing win in Game 1 over the Tigers. Then in Game 2 at Comerica Park, he launched two home runs, including his 38th of the year. Before he exited the game because of cramping, you could actually, if you watch the highlights, he's grimacing as he hits that second home run. The Angels sweep the doubleheader. That was the day after they added Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez from the Chicago White Sox. So everything good in Halo land for now. Uh, quite the opposite for your gentleman's team, uh, the New York Mets. The they, who? they did beat the Washington Nationals 2-1, to one, but... I'm a Blue Jays fan now if you're scoring at home. <laughs> <laughs> they are, uh, the front office is giving up on this season. They, we are still four or five days away from the trade deadline, and yet they have dealt away closer David Robertson for a pack of Skittles uh, to the Miami Marlins. Incorrect. Huh. Incorrect. Two teenagers, high ceilings. That's right. 2026, look out. Let's now, I get go. prospect rankings aren't everything, but you're giving away, what, the second or third best closer at the deadline, if not the second best closer, and you're getting the 19th and 21st ranked prospects this, from this, a divisional rival? I know, number nine prospect, I thought. When these guys yeah. mature, this front office and coaching staff might not be here. 
Uh, Verlander and Scherzer. <laughs> that's right. Wounds. They might be. In, they might be a couple years into retirement by then. Uh, no, I. It. If I was the Mets, I would have waited on Robertson. Uh, they had time. That was your the biggest chip of what they have to offer. I would have waited and traded him right at the deadline. You probably could have gotten more. But, I mean, I'm not in the scouting department. I don't know what these players are. They thought it was high, a uh, high value for uh, Robertson. And Robertson's going to walk. So maybe in the offseason he comes back as a, uh, as a setup man for Diaz and they try to do it again next year. But I would have waited on traded Robertson. So, yeah, well, you, you, the front office from the Mets, I guess, could look a lot smarter if they do get him back in the offseason yeah. either way. Uh, but it just seems like that is the first domino of a team that is selling. Speaking oh, yeah. of another uh, high payroll underachieving team this year, the Padres, according to John Heyman of the New York Post, they're not committing to selling, but they are listening to offers for closer Josh Hader, starter Blake Snell, who's been untouchable over the last two months, and Juan Soto. Um, over to the rest of the scores from yesterday, just the two other ones. We've gotten into plenty detailed conversations thus far about the Cubs and the Cardinals ejections yesterday with Miles Michaelis hitting Ian Happ after he hit catcher Wilson Contreras on a backswing. Cubs beat the Cardinals 10-3. to uh, Maybe they're not so much of a guaranteed uh, seller this year now since they are in a position to make a playoff run. Cody Bellinger, Marcus Stroman, the two uh, big names that kept getting floating around with them, and the Guardians beat the White Sox 6-3. to Women's World Cup right now. Uh, they had a goal disallowed uh, when I said it was 1-0 Haiti in my last update, and now down to 10 players, China leading Haiti 1-0 in the 80th minute. And I believe China is playing to stay alive. Uh, and only their second game? I believe so. You, there's a pretty good, uh, I guess, chance that that is correct. Yeah, if they lose... Uh, they would be done because England's got two wins. Denmark already has a win. So how about that? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. How about we uh, we get stunned? Let's now. do it. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. This uh, this might be one of the all-timers. I'm just going to lay it out there. I'm just going to read the headline. This is from the New York Post. I'm going to read the first sentence of the article. A Florida manatee died earlier this year after having too much high-intensity sex with his brother. Say it slowly. High intensity sex. High what? intensity boot knocking, ugly bumping, high intensity, hot, dirty sex with his brother. <laughs> with his brother. <laughs> with his brother. Of course you're so, doing this story. And I believe they were in Florida because where else would they be? Oh, of course they were. Yeah, the Moat Marine Laboratory and Aquarium. They were the only two uh, manatees in the building. And 38 year old, the one manatee, Hugh. Uh, died in April after succumbing to traumatic injuries caused by a sexual encounter with another larger male manatee at the facility, his brother Buffett. And one of the fatal like injuries. Jimmy Buffett? Yeah. All one right. Of, one of the fatal injuries Uh-oh. a 14 and a half centimeter rip in his colon. Oh. So he was. Good oh. Lord. Well, that hurts. I mean, you talk about high intensity. Nothing screams high <laughs> intensity more than a 14 and a half centimeter rip in the colon. You think? <laughs> oh. 
I think that's how you grade the intensity level. Up to five centimeters <laughs> low intensity. <laughs> five to 12, just as intense. Right. And then once you get past 12, 12 that's high intensity. 12 plus. Yeah, 12 plus. High intensity. So, I mean, apparently this was all fair game, though, for the folks at the Moat Marine Laboratory and Aquarium. They, uh, a fecal sample collected from Hugh after the encounter confirmed the presence of fresh blood. I mean, a, a 14 oh, and a half centimeter good. Rat. Well, so, I'm, I'm reading the article. <laughs> Am I assuming correctly that because they were the only ones there, that's why they might have enjoyed each other? Y yes. Aside and it, from the normal male-to-female relationship? So it says that uh, you know there were months-long heightened sexual activity between the two brothers, but this was the first time the pair had been observed initiating and mutually seeking interactions from each other. Hubba hubba. <laughs> I imagine being in that lab getting a tour when I was going on. <laughs> <laughs> and take a look over here. <laughs> or don't. I mean, I'm just going to say this. If there's any way to go out, Money. it's got to be from high-intensity sex. <laughs> maybe not with your brother, but maybe not uh, incestually at all. And we've all seen a manatee, right? They're called, like, sea cows. I didn't think they were capable of anything high-intensity. Right. I mean, they, they look like it's like what Andy Reid looks like in animal form, if we're being honest. And we are. That was Pat Boyle that yeah. said that. Let's get back to normal. Uh, let's talk to the guy who came to work in a tuxedo yesterday next on CBS Sports Radio. More laughs per capita than any other sports radio show. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. Well, as we told you earlier this week, Pete the Body Bilotti was unhappy with some wardrobe choices by those interviewing for Sean's job, thinking they were not dressing appropriately enough for such a high-level conversation. No such issues yesterday for one of our favorite co-workers. He is oftentimes heard on this show from his shower. I believe he's the host of Hick at Night on the weekends here at CBS Sports Radio. And yesterday, he showed up in this building to chat with Pete and others wearing a tuxedo. I don't know why. That's what we're going to ask him. Live on the line right now is the one and only Ryan Hickey. Hickey, where the hell did this come from? Hello, Andrew. Thank you for having me. Um, it came from a thought about 24 hours earlier because one of the things I like to pride myself on always hopefully is to look at things differently. And so I thought instead of just saying that, because I'm sure everyone in the interview is going to say, well, I like to talk about things differently, right? It's kind of a sports radio crutch in terms of that's always the goal. I thought, how can I prove it? Everyone is going to be wearing suits, and I think for the most part, I was right about that. Although it sounds like Pete, uh, maybe some people did not get the memo and dress down. So I figured, how can I separate myself? I'm going to dress up. I already had a black tux um, from a previous wedding I was at. Put it on, suspenders, shoes, the whole thing. Bow tie, which by the way, bow tie, not pre-tied. Tied in one shot. No big deal. Wow. Now, if you're watching, uh, Hickey is here live, not in a tuxedo. And then the picture below of in the tuxedo, and you do look great. Now, I personally could not have pulled off what seemed to be suede loafers, but otherwise, Hickey, this is an A-plus outfit. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's um, I tried to go all out. I'm glad it was. Um, it went over well, I hope, I think. I got a lot of laughs and snickers, but hopefully um, I think it went well. Um, yeah, uh, we, we went for it, um, and hopefully it turned out well. So I think that would be my concern is if, 
it wasn't taken correctly. It was taken like you were kind of spoofing the interview, that you had overdressed on purpose to like make a joke about it. And I don't know how Pete would have taken that. And because he's Pete, he will not tell us what he thought of the outfit yesterday. I am a little nervous. I think I botched it on my end because I was kind of, I guess, maybe anticipating or expecting a question of like, what's going on here? And I never got a direct one. And there was one question I got in the interview where I probably should have like, use the tux line in my answer and now looking back i didn't so i really hope they don't look at this as a stepbrothers sort of situation where you wear a tuxedo for a, a janitorial job <laughs> right That's not what i was going for but now leaving the interview looking back and kind of reviewing how it went in my mind i'm a little nervous that i maybe did not make it clear enough that this is serious this is more differentiation than it is a mockery of the interview um so i I guess looking back, I may have screwed myself. Hickey, some of our listeners in our YouTube chat right now are actually um, surprised to see you dry. They say you look different not in the shower. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's what's going on right now. Um, it is crazy, yeah. I mean, I trust me. If I was like Kramer, or I try to be like Kramer in a sense, I could do, if I could do everything in the shower, I would. If I could produce the show from home, in the shower every day i absolutely would but yes unfortunately i do have to be out in the world and and dried up once in a while did the shower videos come up in the interview yesterday at all no no they did not um i guess maybe that was another opportunity for me to bring it up and i did not but no questions about the shower is that something you would bring to the morning or is that an exclusive property of the 6 to 10 p.m eastern window here on cbs sports radio Oh, no. Oh, no. That is property of myself. So if you guys want in the morning, it is absolutely part of the morning. Absolutely. That, that The shower travels with wherever I go. All right. Well, Hickey. No anchors. Um, like I said before, you looked great yesterday. I saw some other fools walking around here. Nowhere close to dress like that. So based just on wardrobe, you hmm. should get the job. But I don't know if that's how Pete's making his choice. I mean, look, I don't think I'm biased here. But if it was me, that's what I would do. Well, good luck either way. It's good to talk to you because we're almost never together in the building at the same time. Uh, and it is good to see you not awkwardly in the shower. I do at least appreciate that this morning, man. So uh, be I dressed good. up today. Put a shirt on for you. You do. You look great. Uh, keep up the great work, and we'll see you at some point soon, man. Be good. Folks, thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. Of course, dude. That's that's Ryan Hickey, one of our favorites around here. Uh, and, and yes, uh, Trevor St. McGoodbody Writing in the YouTube chat, literally had no idea what Hickey looked like. Spencer seeks the dry Hickey dot, dot, dot. And Sparks in Hickey kind of sassy. Hickey is sassy. There's a lot to like about Hickey. A lot to like, mostly out of the shower. And yesterday, he looked debonair. There, That's not an outfit I could pull off. Hickey's in great shape, handsome guy. Boyle's this tux guy. You'd look good in a tux, Boyle. Yeah, I've, I've worn many tuxes. Do you own a tux? No. Well, okay. uh, actually, I don't think so. I should know that, but I don't. We've got one hour left. When we come back, we'll do some college football. We'll do some baseball as well. John Paul Morosi, MLB Network, gets us ready for Tuesday's deadline. And again, Clemson with its eyes, hopefully once again, back on number one in the nation. All still to come on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.